0: Welcome, everyone, to the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast. This is Isaiah Vreeman. Glad to have you with us. This is part two of our 3A and 4A basketball conference preview shows. We had one previous podcast that we taped, and I hope you've listened to that. Got some rundown and information on the MAC Conference, the Cook Inlet Conference, the uh, Western Conference. So, really excited about what's going on, in high school basketball is just starting. Keaton Homer will be joining us, and as most of you know, sometimes you get called into dad duty or extra duties and things like that, so he will be joining us momentarily as soon as those things are finished. In the meantime, I want you to like and subscribe to the Alaska Sports Talk podcast on all of your podcast platforms, any of your favorites. We're on Spotify, we're on Deezer, we're on TuneIn a bunch of other podcast things I've never even heard of. And also you can always check out alaskasportstalk.com. And you've got all the podcasts there. You can listen to them. There's jumping off points to other podcasts like the one we taped yesterday with the part one of the 3A and 4A basketball conference previews. After Christmas, when a lot more of the 1A and 2A schools have started their practices a little bit more and things – we're going to be doing some previews of those conferences as well. But that will be post-Christmas break, post-New Year. want to thank our sponsors today, Roger Briley & Associates, Alaska Seafood & Sausage, Guido's, The Bike Shop, speaking of which, I should probably visit that uh, them in the spring, get a new bike, and The Alaska Club. We appreciate these five companies and their support. We couldn't do it without them. We couldn't have fabulous guests on our podcast like the one we have coming up. Right now, Jeannie Hebert-Truax from Wasilla, the girls head basketball coach. Welcome, Jeannie.
1: Well, thank you. It's good to be here.
0: Ah, it's, I'm so pumped to have you on. I enjoyed watching your team so much last year. Your Your colony Wasilla semifinal game at state last year that was must see TV that was fabulous the place was rocking it was loud it was intense it was a great game so what I want to do is just kind of you had a great season last year you I want you to kind of recap a little bit of last season how it went for you and then what you're looking for and what you're seeing I know practice has just started but kind of what it's going into this new season Uh, this year what you're looking for
1: well you are right that semifinal game was definitely rocking in fact we had five of those shows with colony last year and all of them were very intense and very good after it and uh we came out the winners and three of them and losers and two of them so that was pretty sweet but it's a pretty intense conference we're in the northern lights Uh, you know we got acs that we battle colony we battle and then we got palmer kodiak and sadatna and We had some good battles. I was hoping to get a little closer to ACS than we did, but um, I think we were their closest competition in the four years that Savia Sellers was there. Uh, I think we lost him one time by 15, I want to think it was. Uh, So we kind of gave him a little scare. Um, uh, Comes down to this season, that was last year. Like I said, we did pretty good. We only lost to ACS and then twice the Colony. Um, this year going into it, I have everybody returning. That was a major part of my team last year. We're going to, our goal is to improve and hopefully take ACS and colony down again this year and more times than just at regions because we have them at regions and state because they're in our same region. Um, so it's going to be pretty exciting. I'm pretty excited what the girls have done so far in practice. You know, we've only had uh, like five of them. And so we're trying to relearn things that we've forgotten over the summer, <laughs> which is always funny fun. how that happens. Yeah. Which is always fun. I'm like, okay, let's run this play. They're like, coach, we don't remember that one. I'm like, all right, let's review. So, um, you know, a little downtime with the reviewing and trying to get that stuff in and, um, but it's been pretty positive. The kids are pretty pumped, pretty stoked. I got 27 kids in my program. So that's like, five or six more than I had last year. So I'm pretty excited about those younger kids and being in my program and, you know, just getting after basketball every day and looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. And I I, you know, seeing your roster from last year, I know you lost a couple seniors, um, but like you said, the the bulk, the <clears throat> main players of your team are back. You know, I anybody who listened to the instant reaction podcast we had from the state volleyball tournament, heard me say these two names a lot, Miley Anderson and Layla Hayes, and just kind of curious, you know, what coming into this year, what are you the most excited for on this year's team? A couple of players, maybe not those two, some of the other ones that might not get as much press as those two. That's going to be really fun to watch and, you know somebody that's watching your team during the regular season, going, "Oh, I heard about this player." You know, I, I'm going to keep my eye on her, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, um, I agree with you. Those two, you know, those are my one-two punch. You know, my point guard and my big center in the in the middle. They're going to get a lot of press, but I'm really excited about you know Libby Libby Brashear is coming along. You know, she's a senior for me. Her and Cadence Gitline are my two major seniors. Um, they pretty much started every game last year, so but they understand their roles and they played them really well last year. And we're going to add a few things to their roles this year. And then I, I've got a quadruplet of sophomores with Miles Merchant, Kinley Lynch, Savannah Savannah Crone, and Katie Jackson, you know, that all either coming off the bench or them, some of them might get some starting time for me. And just excited about that group of sophomores, just the intensity that they bring to practice, um, both offensively and defensively. So, I'll, you know, I look for them to make more of an impact um, with particularly with maybe a little bit more scoring from them. Um, obviously, our our main score is going to be Layla and Miley, but those other ones, you know, they can score. If they have confidence in themselves like like their coach does.
0: So Jeannie, you spoke about your team for a little bit. You know, you've been in the Northern lights conference for a while now. We've mentioned colony, you know, they're going to be a, a tough test again. Can you speak to the Northern lights conference as a whole and kind of what your Gonna what you anticipate seeing this year? I won't hold you to it. I know it's early, and there haven't <laughs> been any games to anything going on yet. But you've been there a long time with this conference, just so your knowledge is pretty extensive. So, just kind of some of the things that you would expect from this conference this year.
1: Well, it's, it's going to be a, a fairly tough conference. Obviously, um, we got ACS, Colony and us. I think you know we're the. I would think we're the top three teams in the state right now, in my opinion, just going off of what happened last year and the amount of kids that we lost or, but the kids that they still have coming back. So, I mean, those we're, those three are in a battle like day in and day out when they're playing each other. Um, Palmer and Sadatna, you know, they were a little down last year. I think they were a little young. I think they're going to come, come on a little stronger this year. Um, I know Sadatna was dealing with a new coach last year. And so now he's got a year under his belt with those girls. So I think I'd look for them to maybe step it up a little bit more. Same with Palmer, you know, Keith Williams there, you know, he's been there, I think four or five years now. Um, He's got a young group of kids that are excited to play basketball. And you just never know what you're going to get from Kodiak. I mean, they could be, you know, the top, middle, bottom, but you, those kids are always going to get after it. The one thing I know about our conference is um, all the kids are excited to play. They're going to be intense um, battles day in and day out. And um, I'm just looking forward to it. It's been a fun conference to be in. to be in, And, um, you know, we've been winning the state tournament the last few years um, outside of, I think, Diamond Um, so I look for one of us to take it. Obviously, I always think that I'm going to take regions and state because that's my mentality and my, my competition in myself, you know, I mean, that's my goal pretty much every year is to win regions and state will make everybody try to beat us. But those are hefty goals, but I think they can be accomplished.
0: Hey, those are great goals to shoot for. You know, your, your goal shouldn't be, Hey, we're going to, you know, come in last place you know, you know <laughs> that, games are on the schedule you might as well win them right you know
1: yep that's my yeah, goal
0: absolutely so I I would agree with you when I look at the Northern Lights conference for a girls programs the Northern Lights conference over the last I mean since i started at asaa they've been pretty you know like you said diamond a couple times in there but they've been pretty dominant uh your conference um so Jeannie I have a question for you. We haven't we didn't talk really about it in our last podcast with some of the coaches, but you've been coaching a long time. So I'm just kind of curious. There was a there were a few rule changes this year for basketball at the high school level. And one of them that I think is going to be more of an interesting change. And I'd like to get your opinion on it as far as strategy and some other things, because, you know, you know, the game so well is. You know, team fouls normally in the past, it's the you get to seven in the first half or seven in the second half and it's shoot one and one. And then after 10, it's two. Well, that's changed now to be, it resets at five, basically at the end of every quarter. So at five, you get double bonus, you get two shots and then it just keeps going and going. However many fouls are in that quarter. But then at the start of the second, third, fourth, it resets. So what are your impressions of that and kind of how that might play out this year.
1: Well, I think I just need to put, uh, also needs need to let me bring 15 girls to state and I just need to just rotate five girls in every time and just do a hack and whack concept. and hope the, <laughs> the other team can shoot some free throws. <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll put that request in for you. G. <laughs>
1: All right. Um, <laughs> you know, it's going to be interesting, you know, cause I've been, I've been watching the college girls and the WNBA, you know, play with that rule after five shoot two and it's been interesting you know particularly in the high school level because there's some kids you know that I'm like you need to play 32 minutes and they can't afford to let's just file away so I mean my goal is probably going to be the same at least for the first year and see how it works and maybe test that theory some but you know I'm going to be like hey we need to play good intense defense but without fouling but if we do foul, I mean, they're going to get two and they're going to reset. So I really haven't thought about it from a coaching aspect about how to use it as a strategy for me. I'm more about let's just play good without fouling.
0: <laughs> I, 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 I get that. I, I can understand that completely.
1: Yeah. So yeah, that, that's a good one for me. I think it's going to be a good rule. I mean, I mean, the kids, I think the high school kids need to get used to it, especially the ones that want to go on and play college. They're going to have to deal with that strategy, you know, all the time. I know I've talked to a few coaches and they're like, we're just going to go out there and play intense until we get our first five fouls. And then we're going to back off, um, uh, you know, see what the referees call what they don't call. But I'm thinking that's really the strategy that I've I've done for twenty nine years now.
0: Isn't isn't that everybody's strategy?
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> pretty pretty sure I remember saying something like that.
1: Yeah, go out there and you know play our game, and if the ref won't let you do something, then you have to adjust to it. So,
2: yep.
1: yeah, so I'm I'll be interested to see how my philosophy change on changes through uh, throughout the season on that one.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I was just kind of curious because I was thinking about that last night, and I was like, bummer, I didn't ask the coaches from the last yeah. podcast that question so i'm like ah genie's going to be on today i'll ask Jeannie. so yeah i'm, I'm kind of curious on what that what that's going to bring and and some of the strategy that might be involved with something like that in the as it, as high school teams kind of look at that so Before I let you go, the one
1: the one thing about it is you won't have to foul seven times to get them to shoot at the end of a game. You only have to foul five. I
0: I am down with that. I do like that part of it. Yes, I didn't think about that until you just said it, but that's I like that.
1: Yeah, and then I would say the the con of it is you know from seven to ten they're shooting a one and one, so you're praying they missed the first one. Well, now they're going to get that second one no matter what. So, you know. So there's yep. a pro and a con for you.
0: There's a there's a pro and a con. I like that. Looking on both sides of the coin. I like that. So before yep. I let you go, Jeannie, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Is there anything else that you can think of that you'd like to to talk about with your team or your conference before we start talking about the three A Peninsula Conference?
1: Um not really. You know, I just um I just wanna wish all the coaches good luck this year, good sportsmanship, you know, and you know get ready to battle particularly i know on our girls side in in our region you know i'm i'm excited to um play against them and coach against them and then you know when we're not playing basketball to be friends with them so
0: yeah i like that. Um, have a
1: good time more, there's more this more life than just basketball so but basketball teaches us a lot of life lessons
0: amen 100 percent agreement thank you Jeannie, very much Again, Je- Jeannie Hebert tracks from Wasilla. The girls' basketball head coach. Thank you for taking the time to join us, and good luck this season.
1: Thank you, appreciate it.
0: All right, that was Jeannie. Great conversation talking about the 4A Northern Lights Conference for the girls. I like I was telling Jeannie during this interview that uh, that is a very very good conference for the girls. And I would not be surprised if, you know, ACS, which is now Mountain City and Wasilla and Colony are all right there at the end. Uh, If you have not, if you're in the Anchorage area and you have not seen Wasilla and Colony play, it is going to be worth the drive to drive out to the valley and watch the Wasilla girls and the Colony girls play this year. That is going to be. You might see me out there, because I plan on putting that on my calendar, because that is going to be a game. I'd like to see it before the state tournament, because it is going to be something. So we've got now, we have another coach coming up. We have, we're have we going to talk a little bit about the 3A Peninsula Conference. Reed Kornstad from Nikiski. Welcome. How's it going, Isaiah? It's going all right. It has been a while since I've been able to talk with you. It seems like just, you know, well, now that I think about it, it was what, 13 years ago, 14 years ago now that we were, you know, Heritage and Nikiski playing each other all the time, twice a year. That's what it seems Well, like. I don't, you know, I don't want to put a number to it, but it, it seems like it was <laughs> only yesterday. That, let's, let's just go with that. It seems like it was yesterday. <laughs> it seems like it was yesterday. So, read just, uh, like I was telling or uh, asking Gene, I'd kind of like to start off with this this question and then just kind of see where this conversation takes us. You know, kind of want to have you recap a little bit of last season, how it went for you, and then, you know, I'm not going to hold you to it because the season's just started. We haven't had any games, but what you're kind of looking at going into this season with your team and kind of what you're seeing with the conference as a whole Sure.
3: Well, uh, last year was, um, it was a decent year for us, but we had, uh, we experienced, um, lower numbers than I've ever seen at Nikiski. Just, you know, just a combination of things. And, uh, it was kind of a low point on the graph, just as far as numbers of guys out for basketball. I mean, we had to cancel a couple of our JV games actually. Wow. And, uh, so we knew that numbers were going to kind of come back up this year. And, and uh, so it was it was uh, interesting. But, man, the guys that we had, they they made huge gains and uh, felt like we were fairly competitive down the stretch of the season and could do some things uh, as far as hanging on to the ball and passing it and moving it and running some offense and, and uh, even on the defensive side of things that we just were not able to do at the beginning of the year. So it was it was an exciting year because it was probably one of my top three or four seasons I'd ever seen as far as a team that just grew from the beginning to the end. Um, we were kind of tight knit because of the low numbers. And so there was some, definitely some highlights, but, um, so I really enjoyed that, that group of guys, um, always want, you know, bigger numbers, but, uh, it was a, it was kind of a special group and, so that was last year, and then uh, you want to talk about this year now, or what?
0: Yeah, let's. What are you kind of seeing from your team this year, and kind of what you're expecting a little bit? I mean, you know your conference pretty well, the Peninsula Conference, with some of the teams, and what you know you're kind of projecting with some of those teams there. Hmm. Um. Well, first
3: off, just talking about our bunch before we get into the conference. Um, basketball in the Kiski right now is. It just feels like it's kind of, kind of stewing. It might be exciting in the next few years. We're we're young, and uh, in our younger younger uh, youth basketball um, area, there's just kind of some excitement brewing. We've got a lot of um, alumni now that uh, are beginning to have kids that um, are kind of coming up through the system, and they want to have uh you know have it the way that it used to be for them and so there's um some excitement brewing and some young coaches kind of coming up and uh so the the basketball culture in the Kiski I think is kind of poised to you know on the come up maybe is what I'm hoping and uh how that translates to the high school this year is um we've got some decent seniors um that are that are coming up but uh, there's a good crop of freshmen um that might kind of get the transition started for us so we're we're real young and and things are stewing and and anticipates um taking our lumps early but i think down the stretch uh, we might end up being pretty darn competitive so um
0: oh sorry go ahead ahead. oh go ahead
3: well as far as the and as far as the conference goes i mean it's tough man we got we got uh Seward is is uh, very much like us as far as you know, just kind of small town and and our schools are very similar. And Al does such a great job with those guys. I know that they are always going to be ready. And uh, they've got a great tradition there, and so they're going to be tough. I know Homer's gone through some changes, I saw him up at team camp and they played hard. And um, so they're they're going to be tough again. I know I don't know exactly what to expect with some new coaches, but. Um, always love love having Homer in the conference and they'll be fun um Kenai is uh always tough they're like our our big brother whenever we get together with them it's always spirited and and, and awesome we've had some um, close games over the years and well that's a good kind of hometown rivalry going there and grace as you know is just doggone those suckers they're so stinking tough they, are tough. <laughs> they just play the right way and and I got good players and they've not a coach better than Coach Berger. And so it's a, it's a good, tough conference. I'm looking forward to it.
0: So looking at this year then, you know, what are you most excited for on this team as far as maybe a couple players to watch heading into this year that's that are gonna be fun to watch? That, you know, when we go watch Nikiski, we're gonna be, oh, I remember this number, this name from uh, Mm -hmm. talking about that on the podcast
3: yeah i would say you know the guy that's gonna you know just put up the bulk of the stats for us is going to be number 32 at seth Payne. he's a senior and um he's been on varsity for about three years now and um and and uh he's just kind of one of those versatile guys that can do a little bit of everything if you and he's he's kinda long and lanky, you know, he's about six three and he's a pretty good athlete and and uh if you back off him he you know, he can make a three and he can go around you a little bit. And uh if, if you if you got a little smaller guy, he can go down inside and he's got some post moves, he makes free throws, likes to block shots, and um he uh he is he's uh so he's just kind of an all around player. And uh, he's a little bit of a tough cover. Um, you got to pick your poison with him a little bit. Um, so that's probably our big stats guy. Um, we've got uh, David Weathers as our, our point guard, and uh, he's going to be number 24 for us. And uh, he is difficult to stay in front of. He can kind of get in any space that he wants to. He's real kind of deceptive. And he also, if you leave him alone, he's going to, He's gonna hit threes. Um, and then we have kind of an up and comer. We've got a sophomore um wearing number 10 for us. It's gonna be uh, Carter Eider. And he uh saw, I think, very limited uh some varsity action last year. Um, so not too many people I think are gonna know about him, but uh, he's he's uh he's fast, he's quick. He loves to play basketball and he's learning at a high rate right now. And uh, he he also is very difficult to stay in front of. He can hit threes. He's a lot like David, but he's he's young and uh, he doesn't know how good he is or how good he isn't. So he's just dangerous.
0: <laughs> well, that's hitting threes, dangerous, dangerous players, sneaky. I love that's you can win a lot of games with guys like that. Mm-hmm.
3: That's. I get, I get, Oh, go ahead. Well, I hope uh, I hope we learn to play defense too because we haven't mentioned that too much. But uh... <laughs> that, <laughs> we, that's, we were...
0: that's probably a good idea. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we we, uh, we worked on that a lot tonight in practice, so I'm hoping to train these guys to go work hard. Anyway, what else you got?
0: Well, I just wanted to say you've done such a a great job with those boys. I remember some of your teams in the past that were just, oh, man, we always enjoyed competing against you because we always knew we were in for a game and your guys were always great with our guys. We, our teams seem to like each other and cheering for each other in regions and stuff. So just wanted to say that to you, Reed. It just, I'm really glad that you're still there. Cause I think those boys are going to learn a lot from you and I'm sure that they have over the last, over the years, obviously, but it, it's it's always great to see your name still associated with Nikiski. Well, thanks. I appreciate that it's a good compliment coming from you uh it's no, it's well well deserved and well earned no no doubt about that in my mind. So before I let you go because mm-hmm. I, I don't want you to be up all night, you got practice plans to do. but is there <laughs> anything else about your conference or your team or maybe the new free throw rules or anything like that that you you want to touch on
3: uh no no but I think you just let me go I was kind of long-winded there I'm sure people would love to hear from hear from some others but I'm just excited to be back at it again and and uh I got in the the tail end of genies there and I would just echo that I just feel privileged to be able to coach the game of basketball and love the love the way that it uh prepares our kids uh for life and just Encourage any coaches out there to to uh, you know, you're doing you're doing good things, you're changing lives, and, and it's a great
0: profession that we're in and
3: don't ever be afraid to reach out.
0: Amen. Amen to that. Changing lives, changing lives. Well, again, this is uh Reed Kornsaff from the Kiski, boys head coach. Thank you, Reed, for joining us and uh giving us a little insight in the Peninsula Conference and your team as well. And good luck this year.
3: Mm-hmm. you bet thanks for doing this isaiah
0: Hey, appreciate it's my pleasure all right that was reed from the kiski great interview like i said i remember back when we were when i was coaching with brad at heritage christian man we loved going down in the kiski always a warm welcome always going to be a good game well-fought competition shaking hands at the end always great to be down there fans our fans their fans never had problems it was always a a great time and really appreciate what Reed does with those with those boys and ASAA's mission you know win for life what you see in the logo that really it's great to hear Jeannie and Reed you know mention that you know that these basketball and sports in general teaches kids to win for life and I couldn't agree more we've got somebody my cohort is off of daddy duty right now Keaton did wow you get, did you get everything done that you needed to get done well the and the girls
2: yeah yeah no the, okay. the kids are they're asleep all right so mm-hmm, when nice. you have to move the elf on the shelf around all right I'm, i love this <laughs> podcast i love being part of it but if hey. i didn't move that you know there would be some you know really upset children in the morning in my household
0: hey i i'm not gonna get in the middle of that no way i'm glad you <laughs> moved the elf on the shelf that is very important otherwise well, you there, have a lot of questions
2: well, a lot of questions and a meltdown at six thirty in the morning. So yeah, we no gotta avoid that. Nobody well then I, I don't want it. I don't <laughs> I, I don't want it. So anyway I,
0: anyway. I dare I dare I dare you to find me somebody that wants to have a kid meltdown <laughs> at six thirty in the morning. Yeah. You know good what we're gonna do? We're gonna take that person to the hospital because <laughs> there's something wrong.
2: <laughs> well, uh I think we're we're safe for now. So you know, awesome. only I don't know what, what do we have? 19 days till, till Christmas. So 18 more days of elf on the shelf. So I, I'm good.
0: I try not to do radio math. I'm good at math, but radio math, podcast yeah. math, probably, probably not the greatest idea. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when we're taping at night after a full day of work. So <laughs> next That's up it. we have, we've got the 4A Southeast conference. We've been, we just went over the 3A Peninsula Conference with Reed. We went over the 4A Northern Lights Conference with Jeannie. Next up, the 4A Southeast Conference. we got a couple people on the line with that. We've got John Belasco with the Thunder Mountain Boys, and we have Andy Lee from the Thunder Mountain Girls. Welcome, gentlemen.
4: Hey, good to be here. Good evening, good evening. Thanks for having us.
0: Oh, Thanks for jumping on, guys. I appreciate that a lot. I know we're not going to try and keep you too long or anything like that, but we, we definitely have some questions to ask for the Southeast Conference, and uh, you guys know the Southeast Conference well, and so it was just natural to have you on. So I guess the first question is, and we'll, we can start with you, John, is what, recapping last season, how it went for you, and then kind of what your seeing with your team, I won't hold you to it. And I know Keaton won't either, uh, because practice has just really started and this is more of a preview, but kind of what you're seeing going into this season, I'm kind of recapping last year and what you're looking at for this season.
4: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's funny. Yeah, I, I love it. Everybody's all excited right and they're like, How's the team looking? It's like, man, we're, we're six days in, <laughs> um, you know, and, uh, you know, you already got those early season injuries and just uh, you know fighting through first rolled ankles or first shin splints. But um, yeah, you know, last year was a was a growing year for us. Uh, you know, we we had a a young class that was maturing into their junior year. Uh, we had very little senior class, so it was kind of a unique group. Um, we didn't we I, you'd have to tell me Isaiah, but if I remember correctly, I think we had top five, if not top three uh, hardest schedules in the state from an RPI standpoint. I, uh, our strength of schedule is one of the ho- hardest in the state. I um, believe that's the case but I- uh, yeah so um, you know we finished uh, you know eight and 18, which obviously the record doesn't reflect the competition level that we played at. Um, but I'm excited you know we've had a really good off season with this group a lot of work has been put in by them. I think we've grown as individuals, you know, myself included. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a really good energy and buzz around our team right now. Uh, Looking forward to our first games coming up next week.
0: That's great. That's great. Um, So who do you play first? What are your
4: first games? Uh, We're going to be in the service uh, uh, Cougar tip-off. So we're, we're in, I think the, I think coach Jackie's um, has got 14 or not, excuse me, 10 teams. And so we're doing three days of round robin with the championship Saturday. And uh, I loved it because he called me back in early October and says, Hey coach, I just want to give you a heads up. And I was like, why are you giving me a heads up in October? And he <laughs> says, well, the first team you're going to play is they've got, a, they've got, a, I think Mountain View, I think, or something out of California. He says uh, they've got a six, five point guard. He's pretty good. And I was like, okay. He's like, well, I mean, he's, pretty good he's got offers from duke and yukon and you know he is like number six in the nation for point guards i said like, go oh, okay that's so pretty good. you just give me two months notice so i can start game planning now <laughs> yeah. can you stretch so, uh, your guys out to make them talk for two months <laughs> right right i've got a lineup of a lot of under six footers but uh you know we we got thomas baxter coming back who two-time second team all state um uh, so he's he's already excited for the matchup and and then uh, you know, Sam Lockhart, James Pulaski, um, both guys that put a ton of work this offseason along with some other uh our senior class, I think, is nine deep this year. So we've got a big group. So yeah, we're looking forward to 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 Jocky's tournament and and getting going with a couple out of state teams along with the other teams he's got in the tournament.
2: Uh coach, this is Keaton Homer. Um, talk about your conference a little bit. Obviously, you guys have one of the smaller conferences. Um in the state of Alaska with Juno, Ketchikan, and then you guys, what are some of the challenges, you know, only playing, you know, two teams uh, in your conference during the course of the regular season?
4: You know, it's, you know, Coach Stockhouse, and I talk about this all the time, you know, eight games out of our 24 game schedule are against, you know, conference teams, right. And, and, uh, or, you know, against Juno and Ketchikan, right. Thunder Mountain, the three of us. And, and uh, you, the years that you do really well in the in the um eight game conference is is hard going into regions cuz you know you play each other four five six times it gets hard to keep winning right um yeah. you know somebody last year said something to me about you know gosh you know it seems like coach Sockhausen knows how you coach i'm like <laughs> well i have faced him 92 times like I mean, you know, for 14, 15 years playing each other, you know, seven times a year, like you're going to know how each other coaches. Um, You know, and it's, you know, Coach Lee understands this. You know, some people around the state, you know, recognize it when they come down here, but there's just a different energy about Southeast basketball. In our conference, uh, the games are just so intense. The gyms are packed. The the competition level is high. And, uh, you know, you look – Strength of schedule, you know, and half the time, two of our three teams are are competing for a state bid, uh, whether you know, you know whether with an at large or whatnot, and it's just fierce. And um, this year's competition is is going to be tough, just like last year, because all three of us graduated a minimal number of guys, so we're returning the bulk of our lineups. So last year was almost a split year. Uh, with the conference the year before was completely deadlocked, uh, all tied up. I think point spread by one point. So I I would venture to say we're looking at a, a, a similar conference this year in terms of uh, competition, pretty evenly balanced out.
2: I know we're only a handful of practices into the season coach, but where do you want to see improvement for, for this year's team from last year's squad? Where do you want to see the biggest change uh, whether it's mindset, whether it's something on the floor, what is it that you want to see from this year's squad?
4: Gosh, you know, you know, Reed, Reed mentioned this about playing defense. You know, I think it's the hard part of, you know, the glories in the offense. And so really trying to drill in that mindset of, of, of that pride in the defensive end, putting the work on the defensive end. Um, you know, my early years, of coaching. I remember uh, being at the West tournament and the announcer putting his hand over the mic and say, man, you guys just take the air out of the ball. Cause our goal was to beat diamond. And I think we beat them 41 to 39. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now, you know, now the games are all in the sixties, right? It's just, it's just a faster pace game. And so getting guys to really lock in defensively uh, we're not big, you know, so we're going to have to really work cohesively defensively help side you know boxing out all the all the details of defense i think are going to be something critical to uh to our success this year um you know and then i think just learning to mature as a group communicate as a group you know i keep keep telling these guys you know if you want to play at a higher level the communication is the one of the biggest skill sets college coaches are looking for so um i think those are some things that could really help us this year if we focus on them
2: You know, I'm curious. I don't think a lot of people realize, you know, obviously, maybe geographically, they know where the southeast portion of Alaska is. I hope so. But some of the travel issues for you guys, I I would hope so. I hope so. Our our listeners are smart. All right. (laughs) I'm going to give them credit. But I don't think maybe they realize some of the travel logistic issues for not only just you guys, but any high school that is in the southeast. John, can you just kind of maybe touch on, you know, some of the hurdles, whether that's financially or finding opponents, whatever it might be? it is not just you know cookie cutter for you guys it always seems every year it's going to vary
4: oh it's it is it's really tough uh southeast travels to, i mean i kind kind of put us in the you know like with the kodiak right just getting teams to come come to your island and uh it's it's expensive you know it's it's expensive we try and help with teams getting down i'm actually watching a school bus unload uh wrestlers right now cuz the wrestling uh region tournaments here so we're watching kids pull up Um, but you know getting teams to come down here and you know you look at teams in the the anchorage and the valley regions and in Fairbanks you know it's it's a lot easier for them just to play within that area uh, and and make the trip down here is expensive Um, you know coach Lee can speak to this we go to Ketchikan to play two games it's about a nine thousand dollar trip for our program to travel to Ketchikan to play you know, freshman JV and varsity uh, over two days. And so it's, it's not cheap for us. You know, I think our travel budgets about my program travel budget alone is double uh, Wasilla's, you know, activities, travel budget, um, you know, because we fly, I think we have three trips. We go twice to Anchorage, once to Fairbanks, and then twice to catch Can this year. So it's, mm. we got to find our games. Um, we have, seven home games out of our 24. And so it's it's a lot of road travel, which, you know, it's testing kids, right? You know, they've got to learn to to respect their bodies and, and go to bed, uh, have good eating habits, you know, which is hard to do on the road, sure. um, sleeping in, taking care of themselves, you know, finding that routine on the road to get up and then to go compete. at somewhere, you know, somewhere off site against teams that, you know, have a crowd and you don't. Um, but we obviously we welcome any team coming down here. I think Kodiak's coming down this year to to play us. Uh, we're thankful for that. and you know, each year we get at one or two schools from up north that come down uh, and it's just once they get here, they they thank us for the hospitality, they thank us for the environment and uh you know they they really have a great experience. so um you know, we make it the best for them. It's just it's just hard to get guys down here.
2: Uh, Coach, before we let you go and we uh, talk to Coach Lee here, who is somebody on your squad this year? you're you personally are really excited to see get on the basketball floor and watch play this season on your squad.
4: Sure, sure. yeah, you know, um you know, Thomas Baxter, everybody knows him. Uh, you know he's the, you know, like I said, two time all state. Sam Lockhart, he's a lights out shooter. People have figured him out not figured him out, but they identified him early as a shooter. James Pulaski is a our six center. He's uh, going to go play Division three college ball in Minnesota next year. Those are kind of the three names that people are aware of. Uh, probably the the one I'm most excited about is TJ uh, Guevara. He's our point guard, and he's he's really come a long ways this offseason, working on that jumper, uh, mid range pull up game, and he's got really good length defensively and his vision. His vision's really nice as a point guard, something that uh, I kind of been missing the last couple of years. So I think he's going to be kind of a, a key key member to our team and our success is how he, he facilitates our offense and, and leads our team.
2: Well, you guys are going to be uh, a fun team to watch this year, and we'll be keeping an eye on you down to the Southeast, Coach. Uh, appreciate your time. Uh, we'll bring in Andy Lee now, uh, Coach, the girls basketball coach in Thunder Mountain. Uh, Coach Lee, glad to have you on the show. First things first, obviously you heard what John had to say in terms of logistics for travel. I would assume obviously you guys are in the same similar boat being at the same high school, but your schedule probably varies a little bit, so it could be a little bit different logistically for you guys.
5: Well, you know, we try to uh, get to the, the good tournaments, you know, the Doc Larson, the, you know, you try to get a variety. and And one of the things we try to do is get – a sense of um, the Northern Lights Conference or, you know, we try to get to Fairbanks, we try to get to the Valley, we try to get mm-hmm. to the IC games, and you hope that there's some reciprocation, but, you know, not always, but, you know, T- Colony's been great about coming down, Jeannie's been great, you know, she's coming down, we've already got her book for next year, um, you know, but we do try to get out and get into the more of the eight-team tournaments, so we can get a better uh, sense of what is out there because we like John and like, you know, uh catch can, we beat each other up all along. Yeah. And, 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 you know, after a while that that's, you there's not enough growth there. And so we do need to get out and, and it's, you know, you have to remember that the other thing that is interesting for us is that last year we got home from state on Sunday and seven of my 12 travelers Played softball in Sitka on Wednesday. Oh wow, wow! And we go, and then we go to, we go to Spokane. We go to Gonzaga team camp, and we get home about. I think we get home on roughly the fifteenth through the seventeenth of July every summer, and three days later, our girls are at UW in volleyball camp. Same girls, so the same seven. And so our volleyball team went to state. And so they go Gonzaga to UW, and then July 31, volleyball starts. Same girls. Wow. And so our three crazy. sport athletes, uh, we have to be respectful of their fundraising schedules, of their fitness schedules, uh, their mental health status, you know, in terms of burning out or, you know, carrying an injury from one sport to the other. Uh, Making, you know, when we weren't successful, when certain programs aren't successful, there's almost in terms of going to state, it's almost as though you get a break between sports. But we've had a nice run of uh, softball winning state a couple of years ago, going to regionals, you know, basketball made it to regionals. I think maybe first, second time in the state's history made it to the state last year. But um, and then you roll right into softball. And it just never, and if you play those sports, you know, club in the off season, it's a tremendous financial obligation for the parents. And so we have to stay, and we also have to remind ourselves that our business community is always there for us. And what we always have, you know, be cognizant of the fact that, you know, we have to appreciate, you know, what it means to shop local and what it means to represent our community in a way that they want to support us that they they want to be, you know, they want to support our teams. And like John said, you know, we have, you know, great, amazing crowds. I mean, amazing crowds. And so to fill our gym for girls and boys games is, is just a pretty wonderful thing. And, but we want to make sure that the kids that get on the court are representative of the community. And, and because we do appreciate the small business owner, uh, the native corporations, the the, uh, the bake sale, the people that come to our bake sale, the people that come to the car wash, you want to make sure that you show appreciation for that by doing a good job on and off the court. And so John's done a great job, you know, with, um, you know, the boys to men program. Uh, you know, we've been involved in some, some of the value added programs around those things. Uh, we brought in uh, Bobby Kelsey, the former Stanford two-time player of the year. And, Coach at Nebraska, uh, and they come in and speak, and um, but we want to make sure that when we do go to Kodiak, when we do go to Anchorage, that the kids represent our community, and and uh, I think by and large, Juno Douglas and and Thunder Mountain have both done a really good job. Is that, and I and I know that you know down at Ketchikan, Coach Smith and, and Coach Stockhausen, we all value the experience, but you know that added dimension of it's not. Uh, Chugiak versus um, West, you know, and you go home on the bus at night. Right. We go, we go back to the church, the local church, and stay in the basement at night. Uh, you know, or we sleep on on, on in a classroom at Mount Edgecombe, or we or Sitka High, or we sleep in a classroom at at Ketchikan. And those are those weekends where we stay in a classroom allow us to maybe get a night in a hotel in Anchorage. And uh, and then, you, you know, you look at uh, the fine you know, not just financial, but academically, you know, we try, you know, we do study hall on the road. We go to the library. Uh, we have study sessions in the hotels uh, we, and we do some value added stuff in the past. We visited Job Corps when we've been in Palmer. And so you, it's a it's a this game is an extension of the classroom. It, yeah. And I've always thought that P.E. was the AP class of P.E. <laughs> And and so, you know, our standards are a little higher. The challenges are a little greater. And so um, we are an extension of the classroom and, you know, we represent the community. So uh, we take that real
2: serious. Well, being an extension of the classroom, especially last year, you guys really excelled in the classroom in terms of being on the basketball floor. You finished first place in the Southeast Conference. You went 20 and nine, went to the state tournament, as you mentioned. What do you credit last year's success? Two, and then what do you think uh, the outlook for this year's team is kind of looking like so far, Coach?
5: Well, it, you know, we've had um, – it, it's been a – it's fourth year, and, typically, and although COVID interrupted, you, uh, it's I think when college coaches talk about, I need four years, you want to get four years of your classes in, and I think we were able to imprint uh, our culture. We were able to build a culture and have kids get into their third year and, you know, someone said, you know, our, our school hasn't been around very long. They said, well, gee, maybe you should get your alumni involved in your fundraising. Well, our <laughs> alumni, you know, and so they, you know, they drive Honda Priuses. They're not driving, you know, Mercedes. So, our, you know, but I think that our success was, you know, that we had matured into the program. And so we have 10 of, uh, of the 12 girls who went to state last year, you know, 11 of them are back. And so, um, so we've been building quite steadily and every year for the, each of the past four years, we, you know, my first year we had 14 girls. I, I sound a little like Reed Kornstad. I think we're going through a great cycle. We went 14, 17, 23. And when I left the gym tonight, we confirmed 34 kids, 34 girls. Wow. And, uh, so that speaks of the health of basketball in our community. We've, we've got a great rejuvenated youth basketball cycle going with uh poop rats has uh which is like i think it's third through eighth grade roughly 200 kids involved over 80 girls wow. uh our middle schools are booming over 40 i know the one middle school that i confirm we have two middle schools has over 45 girls and so and last year between the two there were 96 girls at the two middle schools so so i think we're we're recovering from the malaise and the lack of playing during COVID. And those kids are cycling through the upper levels of the high school. And and so we've got, you know, uh, you know, play 60 is one of my favorite themes and programs because coming out of COVID kids engaged more in cyber games and indoor things. And so we're just now, you know, getting kids to get out and make that effort to play out to play 60 is a big deal. And, and, um, you know, because, and, and getting young women into a culture of playing outside is a big deal. So, you know, because girls don't, by and large, don't have a a local playground where they play pickup, where, you know, you're going to get a good young women's game on a Saturday afternoon. And so during COVID, we couldn't play in the gym. So we designated one of our better elementary playgrounds as our court. And we couldn't play inside, and and uh, so I got a cooler, and we got a grill, and these girls, the girls that I have that are now seniors, started playing outdoors three nights a week, and wow. it grew, and it in and it outgrew the court. We had to add, we had to go to another place where there were two courts. And this year, in our open gyms, we had three full courts going on some nights. That's awesome. And so awesome. it's, so but again, you know, COVID has has been bad for i would say negative for a lot of places and their numbers but i think we're coming out of that and overcame it by getting outside and by accepting the challenge of COVID and saying okay let's say let's not say we're not going to play let's find a safe way to play and we did that and i think that's what's paying off for us and uh so we're excited about this year and I've got great leadership. And like my seniors, again, I've got six seniors who start on the softball team and four of them start on the, the recent state volleyball team. So our leadership is, is one of the keys to, to why we're
2: here. Talk about a little bit of the Southeast Southeast conference from the girls side of things here, coach Lee. I mean, obviously same, same opponents, Juno Douglas and, and Ketchikan in your, in your conference. Uh, what are you seeing from them in terms of scouting them early on from this season? And what do you know about your opponents in, in conference play?
5: It's funny because Kelly Smith catch cans coach, longtime friend, uh, rival from when he was at Craig and I was at Sitka, uh, called me at seven fifty-five and didn't know this was happening. So I hope he's listening. But, <laughs> uh, and I told him, I said, I would, I would lie and say that he said his team was going to go undefeated. So I'm doing that lie right now. <laughs> but, uh, But Kelly has, uh, you know, dominated the region for seven or eight consecutive years. I believe he had beaten Thunder Mountain 29 or 30 consecutive times uh, just prior to my getting there and into my first year. And now there's a little bit more balance. uh, But Kelly has uh, Bree Johnson back, who in my book is a first, second team All-Stater. Uh, she's been you know she was a big part of being a freshman sophomore on some of their their better teams that were you know top four in the state and uh, she's back and I know she's being recruited by some colleges in the northwest and she's a force to be reckoned with and and she provides what every young team needs and that's a steady hand at the top who both um, knows how to treat a young team and knows how to make the players around her better so I I think they're they're on the rise and, uh, you know, I know they're hosting the Clark Cochran tournament. They've got a great field. I think Grace is there, uh, you know, uh, Monroe is there. So they've got a great field coming down there. And, and um, it's probably one of the top tournaments in the state. If you've ever been to Ketchikan, one of the things about Southeast, I don't know which venue is better. I know that <laughs> the Vaunted know Douglas court is a, a tremendous home court, but in terms of physical venue, I don't know if there's two better than Mount Edgecombe with the improvements that Andrew Frisky has made uh, to that place. You know, those are, you know, NBA, former NBA courts in an airplane hangar. So if you've never been there, it's a hangar. And, uh, And then you go down to Ketchikan and you think you'd woke up in Hoosierville, Indiana, because of the quality of the facility. And so uh, it's am- It's got, you know, theater seats and, you know, balcony seats and, and uh, yeah reserved seats. And it's, it's just a tremendous place to play. So to, to be able to play in Southeast and to be a part of Southeast basketball, and, and I would be remiss. And I wanted to start with this, but the loss, the recent loss of George Houston, um, oh, your yes. mm-hmm. longtime venerable hall of fame, Juno Douglas coach, who, who was kind and gracious to me when I first got to town and, and uh, whether it was uh, thrashing me about playing zone or supporting me in my efforts when I worked at the Johnson Youth Center, the youth corrections facility, and helping me with troubled kids there, uh, it's, a, it's a tremendous loss, but I, it, it doesn't go without saying that every game in Southeast somehow has his fingerprints on it, whether it's the way we play man to man, or whether, because he was, even after his retirement, he invested heavily in our youth basketball program. And so um so George you know will be greatly missed. Um you know, I'm looking forward to honoring him in some way this season, but I think the best way we can do that is with the way we conduct ourselves on the floor and so I wanted to get that out there.
2: No, it's definitely that was a huge loss when he, when he passed mm-hmm. away and when right. I saw that uh, that was just uh, it was mm-hmm. heartbreaking just knowing what he right. meant to the community down there. So right. and um, I mean,
5: yeah, I and I appreciate that. And I know you guys, you know, knew him well or interact uh, Isaiah interacted with, with him many times. And, you know, he'll be greatly missed, but his mark is uh definitely will be forever. So uh yep. and uh, and particularly at Juno Douglas, Tanya Nijzich. I didn't you know you know, we have three teams, you can't leave one out. And uh, you know, they graduated some tremendous uh young people. They had a tremendous senior class go through and like us, you know, they were rivals with our girls in volleyball and softball and and on the court and and they lost some size uh ashley ashley laudert you know six foot four uh so i think they're going through i don't know if i'd call it rebuilding i think they're restructuring i think they've got you know they're going from being a team with tremendous size to a team with tremendous young athletes and so the youth of their team um is isn't um Bad thing because they're going to be able to grow together, and they've got shooters, they've got ball handlers, and they got a little swagger about them. and And uh, Coach Nisic, who was the first coach at Thunder Mountain uh, and and, a, and a, a, a tremendous player at UAA, uh, knows how to coach, and she'll get the most out of those kids. So it'll be up for grabs. You know, we, we I know we won the conference for our, our first time. it will
2: be a pleasure to watch you guys. Uh, it'll be a, it'll be a battle season. every night it'll be a battle. Definitely. Definitely will. Well, we'll let you go coach Lee. I know I'm, I'm sure you got stuff to practice plans and things to get ready for throughout the rest of the week and get ready for uh your first games of the season. Our thanks to uh coach Andy Lee, the Thunder Mountain Girls Basketball coach, and then also John Blasco, the boys Thunder Mountain Basketball coach. Gentlemen, such a pleasure to have you on the podcast.
4: Thanks guys. And hey, thank you both. Really appreciate the invite. Looking forward to the season kicking off next week. See you guys soon.
2: All right, that's Coach Andy Lee and John Blasco of Thunder Mountain Girls and Boys Basketball Programs. Isaiah, uh, those two teams in the 4A. You know, even though the boys' program was, you know, went through their struggles last year, I'm excited to watch both these teams out of the southeast.
0: I agree with you. I I think it's going to be very entertaining, and that's why some of these preseason or not preseason, but these regular season tournaments, especially the in December and January. Uh, they come up to Anchorage a few times and they're in these tournaments and it's always a pleasure to go watch. And when you can, it's those gyms are going to be full. People are going to want to see what the Southeast has. They're going to want to see what Middle alaska and what Colton from yesterday's podcast with uh, West Valley is going to be bringing. All that kind of stuff. It, it's really important. Those, those regular season tournaments are really important to kind of see where the state is on some of these teams that once you get into conference play, you're just not going to really see these teams until state. If you make state, you're yeah. just not going to see them. So, yeah, I can't wait to to see these uh, squads in uh, some of these upcoming tournaments.
2: No, It's definitely going to be fun to watch when we start getting into tournament play here in the next uh, couple of weeks or so uh, with so many tournaments across the state of Alaska. Uh, be a lot of basketball to keep track of for both of us to see uh, what's happening early on this season. All right, here on the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast, Isaiah Freeman, Keaton Homer, glad to have you tuned in here wherever you are listening to this episode of the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast. Glad to have Sitka Wolves basketball coach Steve Campano on the show. Coach, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. Thank you very much. Coach, um, obviously last year, you guys in the Southeast uh, or the Eastern Basketball Conference um in the 3A level, you guys finished middle of the pack. Talk about last year's squad and um you know, moving into this year, what what are things looking like for you guys?
6: Well, I don't know a lot about last year's squad. Um this is my first year here. Uh I came from outside of the San Francisco Bay Area and took this job. Um the the coach here has a family situation. So I applied for it and got it. And right now it's on an interim one-year basis.
2: Well, so you're in a little bit of an interesting position then. So through six practices on the year, what do you, what kind of sense do you get for your team going into games next week for you guys?
6: Well, um, I've had a little experience coaching in the Bay Area. Uh, uh, I was a head coach for 14 years. Um, at a very big high school, and, and uh, I know the player that one of your earlier guys was talking about from Mountain View. Um, I also coached a lot of AAU basketball, but uh, I, I, I know that we'll play hard. I, I'm not concerned about that whatsoever, and, um, you know. The barometer of our team will be on the defensive end. If they play hard on the defensive end, you know we'll have some success. Uh, if we rebound and um, you know maintain our our defensive principles, we'll be fine. I don't know a lot about the league. I don't know a lot about the coaches. I, I, you know, I was kind of amazed when. I came in. And I they said there's no shot clock. I, I'm not <laughs> used to that. Uh, I kind of coached the way I like to play, and that was in transition. So we will play in transition. We will. We will get up and down for sure.
2: Well, that's all. Obviously, a fun style of basketball to watch, no doubt. Talk about the logistics difference then this is going to be kind of interesting you coming from the bay area having coaching experience there for so many years to transitioning to here in southeast alaska what have you found logistically whether it's scheduling wise whether it's financial wise the most i guess i um, awkward or difficult thing about going to sitka all of it
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's probably that's a fair answer yeah
6: so how
2: much?
6: Yeah, uh, I, I, go ahead, finish, coach. Mike, my, my, I have family up here. One, of, I'm I'm the oldest of five, and one of my sisters lives here, and uh, so I've been up here a couple times. But I've been here almost three months, and you know, I'm I'm still working remote in the Bay Area, but um, you know, my clock's a little off with uh, it getting light around 9:15 and dark around 3:30. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm getting used to it. But uh I really like this team. Um these kids have you know, we're all out of our comfort zone. They have a new coach, they know nothing about me. Um and uh I'm in a new environment and I don't know a lot about them. You know, I just know that um, you know, when I walked in the door. Uh, two and a half months ago and introduced myself to the team. I, I basically said, you know, you have my respect. I'll earn your respect. And the one thing I know for sure is none of you guys are going to really care what I know until you know that I care and I'll prove to you that I do. And I wouldn't be here if I didn't. And we kind of got off on that foot and, You know, we, we're, we're getting after it in practice. They're, they're adapting really well to me. And, you know, I'm learning a lot about what it's like here. I was a baseball player, so I I know what it's like to travel on buses and, you know, spending time in the minor leagues and, you know, being, being away in small towns and flying here and flying there. Um. So that's, that's really hard for me to do. And they're used to it, but um, fine.
2: Talking with uh, Coach Steve Campagno, Coach, kind of just breaking up just a little bit there. So I don't know if we can find maybe a little bit better area right. of, of reception. So Yeah, I got uh, it. Perfect, perfect. Good? Yep, nope, that sounds okay. better. Perfect, appreciate it. Uh. So what are you most looking forward to then this season? I mean, is it seeing other parts of Alaska? Is it obviously, you know, the everywhere, almost road trips, you have to take a plane everywhere for you guys. What are you looking forward to during the course of the next three, four months or so?
6: I just love being in the gym. Um, You know, I love being in the gym. I've been in the gym, you know, all my life um, from coaching to you know, I have four children, uh, all four of them were varsity basketball players in high school. My two sons played in college, so I would travel to their games, uh, you know, we'd play on a Friday night and I'd get on a plane Saturday morning and see him play Saturday night and, you know, fly home Sunday for practice and, you know, whatever. So I just, I like being in the gym, um, it's it's a comfortable place for me, and I try to make it comfortable for these boys. It's a safe zone. So, you know, we'll play hard, and if we take care of the process, everything else will take care of itself.
2: Talk about the, uh, the community there in Sitka. I know they're obviously a very tight-knit community, um, not just from, you know, the standpoint of sports, but as a whole. How have they been since you've been there? How welcoming has the community been to you? I would assume they've been fantastic
6: really nice really nice and and I you know I'm uh you know there's an old saying you know life begins when you get out of your comfort zone and when I got here I was definitely out of my comfort zone and uh you know adopted pretty fast and I'm excited about this team and um you know we're we're actually in the middle of practice right now my assistant coach is running it for a few minutes and uh I got a I got a break with these guys in about 5 minutes so um. Yeah, I'm just really excited, and you know, I just the only thing I'll say about this team is I don't think anybody's going to circle us on their schedule and say, "All right, well, we can," you know, "we'll have a nice night tonight." We are going to play hard. We're we're we're, we're going to give people all they can handle. So that I know.
2: Well, since you're in the middle of practice, right. we will. Uh, I'll finish with one final question for you. Sure. Um, game number one, when you guys hit the hit the floor, what are you expecting? What is your expectations for your team uh, in a handful of days when you hit the uh, hit the hardwood in, in game number one?
6: Um, that we give our best effort. That we. Um, you know, the stats that I look at is, you know, offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds, turnovers, um, you know, we want to limit those. We want to win the battle of the boards and, you know, limit our turnovers. Um, and usually good things happen when you do that. So the focus is, you know, in practice, we're paying attention to details, um, you know, we're doing the little things, uh, they're real, you know, they're playing hard. So, you know, I don't know, I don't know how the season's going to end up, but I know that, you know, we'll, we'll do as well as we were supposed to, as long as we maintain that focus and that drive to be the best that we can possibly be. And, uh, It's
2: good. It's good. Control what you can control. I like it. I like it.
1: All Absolutely. right. Head coach
2: Steve Campango of the Sitka Boys basketball program. Coach, appreciate the time. Uh, we'll let you get back to practice. Thanks, Thank coach. you for having me. Take care. All right. Southeast yeah, basketball, Isaiah, very unique. In, it you know it really it's, is. Just, it's different. It's different. And especially
0: that 3A conference, the 3A Eastern Conference, you have, you have Sitka and Edgecombe, Mount Edgecombe, which are both in Sitka. And then you have. Reddington and Houston. Which yeah. So in that conference. And Houston, the last two years has won the conference. Last year, it was back and forth between Houston and Mount Edgecomb. And, you know, I, I look at, you know, Archie from Mount Edgecomb is such a great coach. He's He's been doing it for such a long time. He, it sounds like, you know, Coach has got some, Coach Steve has got some background some pretty good athletic background, just like Archie does, you know, and that's going to be really, that's, those are going to be interesting games to to watch. And because I know Archie, you know, coaching with Mount Edgecombe, he's going to do that kind of same thing that he doesn't mind the run and gun a little bit. He likes getting up and down the floor. Yeah. They're going to play tough. They're going to play a lot of defense. You know, they return, you know, Mount Edgecombe boys, you know, return seven players and five of them are seniors. You know, that's going to be a real edge in some of these conference games. They got a lot of experience last year at state with playing in that arena, but more games, so more opportunities for those kids to learn. I know their their point guard, Herman, he's he's going to be tough to handle. So it's going to be curious to see what Sitka, you know, coaches new. But I think with that Eastern Conference schedule, because I think that's going to be a really tough conference, they're gonna they're gonna learn a lot in those first few games and by the end of the season, those are going to be really, really interesting to watch.
2: yeah, they certainly are and you know that's probably one of the more interesting conferences is the the Eastern Conference. you mentioned the two teams that are are both in Sitka, but then you have conference games where you have to take a plane out to the valley of Alaska <laughs> to Houston and Reddington so it's just the joys of living in Southeast Alaska and the travel logistics. If you want to play sports and other teams, it's always, always interesting. This storyline, by the way, uh, I really wasn't too familiar with it. This is probably going to be one of the more interesting storylines with Coach Campango to watch over this season, I think.
0: I I agree. I, I really agree. We had some conflicts with some of the other uh, coaches that I had reached out because I, I didn't know that Sitka had a new coach and now we know and it's going to be that's going to be very interesting i'm going to keep a a close eye on sitka i'm not sure what their first game is but i'm pretty sure if i remember correctly at the bracket i saw for the mountain city invitational that they're going to be at the mountain city tournament in the uh right before new year's Uh, i think it's december 28 29 30 so that could be interesting to watch i'm going to have to Definitely head down there to watch uh, Sitka and also uh, introduce myself to Steve.
2: Yeah, no kidding. I'm trying to pull up their schedule really quick before we sign it off. They actually take on, if this is correct, they play Chugiak in a tournament game down in Sitka next week. So they open up with the Chugiak Mustangs next week in uh, the tournament down there in Sitka.
0: The uh, Sitka High Coastal Classic
2: yeah yeah so okay. uh chugiak houston uh houston's in the beginning of the year the conference tournament but so they have the uh their own tournament that they're hosting next week that uh teams are flying in for so that's gonna be interesting to watch from afar
0: yep and i actually now that you said that i i have that bracket so we'll definitely be taking a look at those games for sure and get uh probably text coach to see how it how it, how it went that first game
2: well uh Good show again. Good episode. Thanks for uh, taking the lead there. You know, I'm sorry that Elf on the Shelf had to, you know, hey, take a little bit of priority, but
0: Elf on the Shelf is very important. <laughs> I I don't want I don't want your kids getting all mad because well, oh, you've met my kids. I know that's why you've I'm saying don't. You know, I don't want to have I don't want to hear and get a text in the morning going, <laughs> you know, Elf on the Shelf didn't get moved but our yeah. podcast is number one podcast <laughs> podcast is number one. Hey, I mean, I would appreciate that, but at the same time, I, I don't want your kids to yeah. be all mad weeping and gnashing of teeth. That would be bad.
2: Well, next time we'll plan it out. Just a, just a, just a wee bit better so I can uh, <laughs> make sure I get there. Uh, cause I wanted to really talk to to Jeannie, but it's uh it's all good. You did a fantastic job. So thanks Jeannie. for taking the lead. Oh, no problem. Jeannie's a friend of the show.
0: She's a friend of the show. So I have no doubt that we'll probably be talking to her at least once or if not twice, three times by the end of the basketball season, because Doc Larson is also next week. So I'm going to try and have one of the Wasilla coaches on for that, too.
2: Well, we got a lot of stuff to follow here in the next couple of weeks, a lot of basketball tournaments, a lot of scores that we'll pass along coming up here in future episodes and also some more interviews as well. That's going to do it for this episode of the Alaska Sports Talk podcast. Be sure you check us out wherever you like, subscribe, and listen to podcasts. Um, Be sure you follow us wherever you find us on social media as well. Thanks to all our sponsors. Once again, without you guys, it would not be possible. Isaiah, should we mention the sponsors one more time before we sign it off?
0: Yep, absolutely. Roger Briley and Associates. We have The Bike Shop. We have Guido's. We have Fartouche Plumbing. We also have the Alaska Club, so make sure that you thank our sponsors.
2: Make sure you find those sponsors here uh, in the Anchorage area and uh, go visit them. Go patron their business. So that's going to do it for this episode. For Isaiah Freeman, I'm Keaton Homer signing it off. Good night from Anchorage.